Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to Integrate and Ignite, the podcast. Today I've got Chris Bauck with me. As a founder and principal at SDR Ventures, a Denver-based investment banking firm, Chris works closely with clients executing mergers and acquisitions, securing equity and debt financing, and implementing strategic initiatives aimed at maximizing shareholder value. He has 25 years of experience in strategic and transaction advisory services, along with the Series 24, 62, 63, and 79 securities licenses. Chris is also a founding partner at Colton Creek Capital and Black Book, Inc. Chris is a Vistage member and an advisor to Vistage International Forums and serves as an executive board member with the Denver Area Council for Boy Scouts of America. He is a CPA and started his career at Deloitte after graduating from the University of Illinois. Chris lives in Denver with his wife and triplets and is working toward climbing the last of nine 14ers to finish all 54 of them in the state of Colorado. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you, Lori. Glad to be here. We're so excited to have you on, Chris. At what point did you decide that you wanted to start your own business? Well, Lori, I'm not sure there was any particular point in time when I decided to start my business, but uh, I'll give you a bit of background. Fantastic. I started my career at Deloitte, so I'm a CPA by training, and I knew I didn't want to be a partner at a CPA firm, so after about eight years, I left Deloitte and went to work to be a a senior executive at a lumber distributor. Then that lumber distributor uh, had to uh, declare bankruptcy, and so I did some workout work for them and then just started working independently uh, from that point forward. My partner and I started SDR Ventures 15 years ago, and that's when I decided to actually build a business out of it by taking on a partner. So that's kind of my background. Never really made a conscious choice to go start a business, but I think that uh, many people can probably relate to that. Now, you, you mentioned your partner a couple times. At what point did you decide that you probably needed a partner along for the ride here? Well, I knew... Well, let me back up again a half a step there, Lori. I did kind of independent consulting, kind of what SDR Venture does for about 12 years prior to bringing on a partner. And it suited my lifestyle just fine. And then, but it was an unleverageable equation. So I knew that uh, to to actually build a business around what, what, what I did, I needed to bring on a partner. I also realized that, you know, I had deficiencies and and I found a partner that complemented those very well and so it's been a great partnership here for the last 15 years. Well smart thinking it's you know it's one of those uh, leadership uh, laws if you will is to always fill the gaps with people that can do things as good or better or different ways than you can so you've certainly done that. That was that was the intent. (laughs) I know isn't it for all of us right? How do you define your entrepreneurial spirit? Well, you know, again, I'm not sure that I would classify myself as an entrepreneur, but but I do know, based on some research, that uh, that traits of entrepreneurs really kind of fall into five categories. And I, if I reflect on those, I think uh, 
they're true for myself. And so uh, let me just kind of list those out for you, Lori. Right. Number one is risk-taking. You know, you, you, you've got to be able to take risks. That doesn't mean unfettered risk, but controllable risks. Number two is a tolerance for ambiguity. And so much of what we deal with on a day-to-day basis and kind of what the future holds is very ambiguous. So you have to have a high tolerance for that. Uh, you have to be innovative and creative. And I think for a lot of us, you know, being a business owner is a creative uh, kind of outlet, if you will. And then uh, we tend to all be goal-oriented, setting goals, achieving goals. And then for some of us, there is a need for control. And I think I'd put myself in that category as well. I love it. I think we all would, right? Yep. That's great. In some form or another, yeah. for sure. Now, you do have such an innovative, fast-growth company, and you're working with several of those. Um, you know, That's most of your clientele as well. What leadership qualities do you feel are necessary to succeed as a business leader or an entrepreneur today? That is an interesting question, and I think it boils down really to two items, Lori. Number one is vision kind of what you see in the future and then the other is passion around that vision. I think you have to have both of those to be a successful entrepreneur and if you're filling a market pain point in a large addressable market, that doesn't hurt either. Well, and I know that you know just through so many interactions that you and I have, um, luckily on a monthly basis through Vistage, that you truly are one of those vision leaders. How do you keep your team in line with that vision? You know, I think that probably boils down to our mission, vision, and values. Uh, we start every partner planning meeting uh, with mission, vision, and values. Uh, when when Andy and I started the company 15 years ago, in the first 30 days, we wrote down what our values were, and uh, that has been uh, very consistent. We haven't changed them a lot. They have morphed a little bit over time. And then on mission, vision, uh, I think that's a little harder to get right, and uh, we're still working on that. But uh, for us, it was kind of a BHAG, if you will, and mm-hmm. that was to to provide liquidity and efficiency in the capital markets for the lower middle market, for privately held uh, businesses that are um, entrepreneurial in nature. And, and I'll tell you, there's there's a story that I think embodies how far the capital markets still need to go, and that is we were taking the uh, Georgetown-Silverton train ride. It's a narrow-gauge railroad that go, that is just outside of Denver, up in the foothills, and it was a, 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 a railroad track built for mining, and in the middle of this railroad uh, track, you can get off and take a mining tour. And the tour guide told us that this mine was financed back in the mid-1800s by a million dollars from uh, investors in New York. And I reflected on that and kind of just realized that it's no easier to get a million dollars to fund a business in Denver, Colorado, let alone the foothills of Denver, Colorado, Mm -hmm. 150 years later than it was back in the mid-1800s. And so that's our BHAG, and I think that's what keeps people focused around here at SDR. Well, I tell you, that big, hairy, audacious goal has paid great dividends to you and your team and, and the growth over the last several years. So congratulations to you on that. 
Let's move a little bit into your approach. How have you integrated your internal departments, getting everyone on the same page and singing from the same songbook? You've just approached that a little bit with your mission, um, vision, and values, but I also know that you've got some incredible processes that you've deployed. Well, that's that's true, Lori, and, and that's something that we just work on every single day. We'll, we, we take a page out of Peyton Manning's playbook and that is I just want to be a little bit better tomorrow than I was today and to have a a company that is leverageable where I can work on my business and not in my business we do have to have systems and processes and and, you know as a two three four five man shop we didn't have to have as many systems and processes but we've grown up to be 30 folks here working on investment banking and capital market solutions for the privately held marketplace and so we have had to build those uh, those systems and processes and uh, that's how yeah that's how that's how companies grow well that's exactly right and I know that you have um, a vociferous marketing program out there too tell us how you've integrated those marketing approaches and what you've used to elevate your brand and create awareness and and perhaps what has worked and what hasn't well that's your ex- area of expertise Lori <laughs> so I'll, I'll have you uh, critique us as we go here and again you know we're kind of simple simple and stupid so it's just kind of fundamentals if you will uh, every day and uh, we used we started out by using an outsource provider when we didn't have enough critical mass behind marketing to to bring it in-house and then as we grew we actually made that a key executive position here at the firm and, and brought that function in-house and married it up to a uh, technology executive as well and so those two executive positions team together to really drive our message out into the marketplace and uh, the other way the other way we have approached it is by building relationships and you know it's hard enough to gain a client or customer and so we want to do multiple transactions for our clients and customers and keep them for a long time so that's that's been our approach I'd be curious to hear what you have to say about what's worked for others (laughs) well I think that um, a couple things here you have an incredible professional selling approach uh, so that team of yours is constantly staying in front of people and making sure um, that you are top of mind. But talk to us a little bit about some of the additional tactics that you've deployed. I know that you've had an ongoing PR program. You sponsor quite a few high-profile events in the marketplace as well. Yeah, we do. It. Um so I think again to use your phrasing it's an integrated marketing approach we do use event sponsorship we do use uh, LinkedIn we do use um, speaking engagements uh, what else what else do we use Lori Come, you, you help well, me out you, here you this got is... your outbound, your outbound PR program yep and yep and you... that I'm sorry. go ahead so you've got that, and and that is what really the, what you've utilized in the marketplace to really cast that wide net. The event marketing, the LinkedIn, and the speaking engagements are more of the vertical prongs, if you will, to that um, that really help you stay top of mind um, with really an, a market that is so niche oriented and highly competitive and so relationship based. So if you if you cast that wide net with the PR which you've done, um, and then put that professional selling into it. You know, which I mentioned, it, it truly is a very, very integrated approach. 
Yeah, and there's one other thing that I think has really helped uh, propel us along, and that is two or three years ago, we started uh, publishing quarterly research on industry segments. And that really has uh, helped propel the firm along as well. It's established us as experts in industries or verticals, if you will, and that has been super helpful as well. I'd forgotten about that. How do you how do you go about so? As you know, there are in any marketing approach, you've got those customers that you're going to stay in front of that you actually know who they are, and then you've got the the people that come to the table that are just you know you didn't even know that they existed. So what did you do very early on to ultimately build that that list, if you will, to to make sure that you knew who ultimately could be a customer? Another great question, Laurie. You're full of them today. Uh, when, when Andy and I started the firm, we had 200 contacts each, and we put them together, and then we magically had 400. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 15 years, and we have over 15,000 contacts in our database, and those have been gathered by one meeting at a time, one networking event at a time, and uh, kind of building those relationships over 15 years, if you will. And so that's, again, back to just fundamental blocking and tackling. It's it's pressing the flesh, getting the word out. And when you have 30 people at the firm, being in business for 15 years, that has a multiplier effect. And so that's really how we have uh, kind of created the network out there relative to who who's a candidate for uh, a client and and not well, so that's yeah you guys have done a fantastic job I, I think especially in the b2b sales arena uh, so many companies out there expect the marketing to work on its own and you can never forget to sell and and you guys have done a beautiful job at that tell us about a challenging time or a situation that could have devastated or even ruined the business but you persisted you made those tough decisions and now that once painful memory serves as an invaluable learning experience. Lori, you, you were kind enough to provide some of these questions in advance. And when I saw that one, I thought about it and didn't really come up with any one instance. Being Having been in business for 15 years, uh, there, there are certainly lots of those instances out there. I mean, I guess you could put into that category that my partner and I were sued for $250,000 by our very first employee. Uh, and then kind of continuing on from there and and you do work through them and I'd rather define my success in my business by what I can do versus can't do if you will and so I have a tendency to block out those negative experiences and really kind of focus on the positive so that's that's how I deal with it, Lori. Well, I, I think in some situations, I can completely understand to that, especially you know when you've got team members uh, in those kind of you know that put you into those tough tough uh, I guess situations. Well, and in this day and age, I think the initial agencies are out there in full force as well, whether it's SEC or IRS or DOL. I mean, just fill in the blank and and. Uh, you know, those obstacles are becoming more and more of a challenge these days. Right, so. and learning all of the new rules and regulations and just staying on top of them. I know for your industry in particular um, is probably not one, but two or three full-time jobs. Well, it is. We had to bring compliance, just like marketing and technology, we had to bring compliance in-house, and it is a full-time job. And so if you're out there evangelizing, uh, the regulatory environment does smother business, and it mm-hmm. smothers small business worst 
the big businesses out there, big corporations, can easily handle uh, that type of regulatory burden, but us small business owners can't. Yeah. So spread the word. Yeah, we, we will, and, and we'll help through this podcast to get the word out there. Okay, we'll, we'll get on to the success side of things for you, okay? Okay, <laughs> thanks, I know, Lori. Yeah, I, I know that you've had a lot of it. Define success for SDR. How do you know when you're there, and is there a magic moment when you, Chris Bauk, feel that you've made it? I'm not sure about that. You know, my son and I climb mountains, and that's really easy to define success. That's when you get up to the summit, take your picture, and get back down safely. Before the lightning and and snow hits. Exactly. And so I'm not sure that exists. I'll tell you, my partner and I, when we started the business, really didn't start out to build a firm that is as large as we are, and we're quite frankly not that big. But uh, it's really serving that 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 client every single day delivering high quality service and um that's how that's how we define success it, it's through the success of our clients and so i'm not sure there's one magic summit out there for us that that defines that i've kind of made it if you will so what what are others saying well, I, t- I tell you what, we'll just sum that up by saying once you get to Mount Happiness and it's a, that 14er, you've got it taken care of because every single one of your clients are going to be a part of that um, memory and getting to that point. So um, I think that's, you know, that's fantastic. And I love the analogy uh, with 14ers because, you know, it's it's difficult. Um, you have a lot of perseverance, um, a lot of planning, um, a lot of follow through um, and fantastic execution. And that's what creates those, you know, cl- those happy clients one at a time. Um, and you certainly have built that reputation. So you, that, to me, is is one of the things that truly has defined success for you. Well, I, I appreciate those kind words, Lori. I guess I would also put it in Vistage terms. You know, you and I are both Vistage members. We're in the same forum. And I'll tell you one thing that kind of the light switch went off for me, Lori, was when I started working on my business and not in my business. And that that took me to a little bit more onto the trail of Mount Happiness, to use your term there. And so I would encourage business owners to work on their business and not in it. So that's a... Well, and you've got three very, very active children. Um, so, in you know, to I know mountaineering is just one aspect of what your um, time is involved uh, outside of work. So, um, you know, that's it's fantastic that you've gotten to that point. What one strategy or process have you implemented that if business owners and their teams could consistently apply every day would compound into big wins for them? I think I've already said that one, Lori, and that is, again, the page out of Peyton Manning's playbook. In fact, last night on TV, there was a there was a special about his comeback and the fact how he went about coming back after, you know, his fourth neck surgery or whatever it was. And he was just looking for incremental progress every single day. I think we define ourselves around here at SDR as base hit hitter, stretch, stretch doubles, uh, that kind of ball player versus swinging for the fences in the grand slam. And I, I would just as soon have a series and, and a high volume of small wins versus large wins. And that's just, that's just the style that fits us. And so um, that's the process. That's the strategy that we 
execute on here at SDR. Well, and that too, you know, if you think about how you differentiate um, your service in the marketplace, that's that defines it, you know, perfectly. Um, it it really does. So kudos to you for that. We're closing in on the end of the conversation here. If there's one thing that you'd like to be known for, what is it and why? Well, that's our BHAG that we added, that SDR Ventures and our team added liquidity and efficiency to the lower middle markets as it relates to capital. Well, and you've done that. Chris Bauk, thank you so much for being on the on the show today. You've been uh, just a total pleasure. And I, I do need to leave with a Peyton Manning quote. Um, from his playbook itself, be a little better today than you were yesterday. Thank you, Chris. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.